Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Well, I'm so glad you've tuned in today. I hope your day is going well and you're enjoying today. I hope when you stopped by and got some coffee at the coffee shop that you had a nice conversation with the uh, barista. Because you know what? I had I had a nice conversation with my two baristas today. Great ladies and uh, so neat to be able to share with them. And I told them I was going to go here and do some radio this morning. And I kept my promise. I'm here doing my radio this morning. Well, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the day. Thank you for all the listeners. And God, open up doors for them today. May they see you. May they see you clearly. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Zacchaeus today, and I'll read the scripture in just a moment. I'll give you a little bit of background, but I think it's important that we recall some things. Years ago, I shared this message, and I, I just think it's a valuable message to share because I think it's something we need to hear. But the people surrounding Zacchaeus during Jesus' visit, they were under a false pretense of what Jesus was doing visiting with a noted sinner and tax collector, which we'll find out about in just a minute. Why would he go to such a man and stay with such a man? Well, Jesus had no pretense. He had no false motives. His motives were to lead the lost to him. That's what he was all about. Well, let me read to you now Luke chapter 18 and the story of Zacchaeus and its verses. Let me look and see here. I want to make sure I get the right verses for you. 35 through 43. And this is what the passage says. As Jesus approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard the crowd going by, he asked them what was happening. Remember, he was blind, so he, could, they could, he couldn't see. They told him, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. He called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Those who led the way rebuked him and told him to be quiet. But he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and ordered the man to be brought to him. When he came near him, Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see, he replied. Jesus said to him, receive your sight and your faith has healed you. Immediately, immediately, did I say immediately? Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus, praising God. When all the people saw it, they also praised God. Well, you know, here's a man who traveled. Jesus had traveled from Jerusalem to Jericho. Imagine a dusty little road. I've been on that road myself. It's not dusty now. It's, it's uh, of course, uh, has pavement. But it was uh, very interesting that right in the center of the desert, when we were going down that road, it was exactly 17 miles uh, from Jerusalem to Jericho. And, of course, by then it was by foot or by camel or by donkey. But it was a nice little journey then. But a little down, actually, from Jericho is a place around 800 feet in elevation uh, where Jerusalem is, similar to Boise, close to 2,500 feet. It was a little walk. The Jordan River is really close to Jericho, and Jericho had a good water supply, which lends to the greenery in the midst of the desert. It's just kind of like a little oasis, really pretty place in the middle of the desert. And Jericho is one of the oldest cities on record, and it was a real thriving, wealthy city at the time. The population was around 2,500 people, and today it's around 17,000 in the city limits. It was small in area. Some of the most profound artifact diggings at Jericho. In fact, in, if you were uh, watching this 
If I was sharing this sermon, I'd show you a slide of the remnants of the walls of Jericho. Very exciting to see all the walls uh, that were uncovered, because you remember about the walls falling down. It was known for beautiful palm trees, which are still there. I thought it was a beautiful, quaint place when I visited. And it, you know, you just got to look at that way back then. But when Jesus entered the city, he made, he made an immediate stir. And as we see, as Jesus entered the city, the blind beggar wanted to know what the commotion was because, remember, he was blind. And they said it was Jesus of Nazareth. So he cried out to him, Jesus, have mercy on me. The people leading the way for Jesus didn't want Jesus to bother with the beggar. But again, you have to wonder if people really recognized what Jesus was about. He was about the lost, about the hurting, about the needy, about those who needed him. People of God, we got to remember that today. Are we about the people that need him? Or are we just about the ordinary people who come through our doors? What about those that really need him? Those that need loved? Are we reaching out to them? Well, so he healed the man. And the man followed Jesus and praised the Lord. It's amazing to me how people who knew all about the power of Jesus could still not understand his mission. People, do we today understand the mission? Where is our mentality? Why? That's why so many people are shallow in the relationship with God. Some might say, well, how did the beggar even know anything about Jesus? And how did Zacchaeus know anything about Jesus? The thought is that John the Baptist had preached Jesus Christ just a few miles away in the Jordan River in the side of Jericho. And so you know it's probably quite a topic of the day. It's just like when you hear some evangelist or something coming to Idaho, you know, most everybody hears it and knows something big is going on. Back years ago when Billy Graham came, everybody knew it. But most of no, you know, most of the word of, was spread in, in, in different ways, and people heard about things. And Zacchaeus was a wealthy man. The district uh, tax man who was despised by most because of his job and wealth. You know how you guys feel about tax people. The word IRS scares everybody to death. They don't want to hear the word IRS. They don't want to see a letter from the IRS. And that's kind of the way these people were with tax people. And, and Zacchaeus was short in stature. He wanted to get a glimpse of Jesus. So what did he do? He climbed up in a sycamore tree. I had some sycamore trees back when I lived in Clarkson, Washington. And, uh, they're nice, good-sized trees and, and easy to climb. And here's what, a, and I, and when I was showing this, uh, doing this sermon in front of the church 10, 11 years ago, I showed a picture of a sycamore tree, and, and I can't show you this on the radio, obviously, but you can look up what a sycamore tree looks like. But the fantastic part of the story is Jesus looked up into the tree, and he called this man by name, a man he didn't know, but Jesus knew everything. He said, Zacchaeus, come down and try this one on. He says, I must stay at your house. <laughs> Zacchaeus, come down. I want to be your house guest. Instead of Zach saying, oh, no, I just want to see what you look like. He came right down and took him home. He didn't allow social status to affect his heart. Oh, this wouldn't be socially acceptable having a leader and wealthy man host Jesus of Nazareth. Well, the power of Jesus Christ took over, and Zacchaeus jumped at the opportunity. Unfortunately, many people in our world today want a little to do with the church or those things spiritual because we don't want to be accused of being too Christian or too righteous because we will be marked. 
That's the problem. That's why holiness has gone south in the church and in life. People don't want to be holy. They want to believe in Jesus and do what they've always done. They don't want to give up things and to be holy before Almighty God. What has happened? This happens in our high schools, in our colleges all over America. We want to fit in. We want to be in the in crowd with a capital I-N. Instead of standing up for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which we're going to stand before someday and give account for our lives. I'm so proud of those in our schools who choose to make a difference. I'm so happy for groups like Student Adventure, Young Life, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, Child Evangelism. I have one of my girls in my youth group, Angie Jameson, is running program Child Evangelism in Treasure Valley and got three schools close to us tied in. Our church is sponsoring them. Great things to do. We've got opportunity to help people. And people, you need to look for those places. Look for those ministries and say, how can I help? How can I help? Remember this, Jesus loves us, not our social status. If people would only understand that Jesus could do some powerful things in our lives and in our schools and in our workplaces, can you imagine the change that can take place? An issue of Zacchaeus' day in our day is we have so many people who are judging others for their lifestyles. We have too many people out there wearing the, I call it the SC badge, the super Christian badge around, policing everyone's life and telling them what is wrong with everything they do. Look at the people in the Zacchaeus story. Wow, how could Jesus hang with someone like that? That's pathetic. Jesus is about loving the sinner and encouraging them. He doesn't tell us when we give our life to him that all our bad habits have left us and everything is perfect. He tells us we are forgiven and we have a new life and it has begun. And now we start building our new life. And folks, it's a process. You learn and you grow every day. And pretty soon the dirt of your life starts being cleansed. To me, Jesus made it abundantly clear that he saved the lost and encouraged them. Jesus isn't there with a bow and arrow ready to shoot an arrow through your heart when you slip up. He is there to say, get up and get going again. Life is a journey and folks, it won't be over until you're called home. He has given us a lot of tools to deal with life, such as the word of God, such as the church, such as Christian friends, such as Christian radio and Christian TV. The word of God is powerful. Jesus loves us, not not all the things we do. Jesus loves us, not all the things we do. He wants to encourage you, not to beat you down with a stick. You know, there are so many times in our lives that we just allow the world to beat us down. It's time to stop. I'm going to share a story with you and tomorrow to start. I'm going to continue on this message tomorrow, but we have got not beat people down, but to love people, forgive people, encourage people, and be there for people. Because God wants to make a difference in our lives and in others' lives, and he wants to use you. He wants you to be willing to say yes to the call of God. And you know what? I believe many of you are, and I believe many of you are going to be. And so keep trusting, keep serving, keep praying. 
Keep staying alert. God loves you and has a great plan for your life. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.